0: Live from WebTech 2021 in Chicago. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water Asylum Podcast. And whether you're a longtime listener or new to the podcast, I'd like to welcome you to this special series about wastewater technology, management, and infrastructure. I'm excited to be back here, and I've got a great roster of guests lined up for you, covering topics ranging from advancements in treatment technology to how the industry is adjusting to the new norm of ongoing natural disasters and weather events. Enjoy the show. Welcome to WEFTEC 2021. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water, and I am delighted to be back here with two of my favorite people at Xylem, Ralph Franco, Applications Engineer Manager for the treatment in North America, and Adam McNeil, Director of Sales Treatment in North America.
1: Good to be with you, Amanda. It's been it's a couple great, years, uh, right? It has. It's yes, it's good it to be back.
0: Has. And then last time we were together, it was WefTech also. Yes. Two years ago in the water reuse beer garden. You know, just a few things have happened since then.
1: I hadn't noticed a change, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's 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 a different world, and uh, you know we're we're trying to adapt accordingly, like everybody else. But it's been it's been a very interesting ride since then.
0: Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, and I think like the most obvious first question is how have you guys, how have you guys been? <laughs> what have you guys been working on in the treatment world?
2: I guess one of the first things I would comment on is is we've tried to adapt fast to meet the needs of the customers where they're at, and that takes many forms. Adam and I live in front of. Uh, Zoom video calls, almost 20 hours a day, some days it seems like, Uh, you know, and and it it was really getting everybody up to speed. Uh, Xylem as an organization worked really, really hard to give us the tools we needed. We moved in March of 2020, basically, to be remote with all of our personnel, certainly manufacturing aside, but even there, there was changes that were made. and, And really tried to make sure that we didn't miss a beat as we moved forward to try to address the pandemic and, and how the world was changing around us.
1: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree and you know, for us the business bit would you know, was very interesting, obviously like it was for everybody in the beginning of twenty twenty. Second quarter of twenty twenty is when we saw the biggest disruption, particularly from a treatment perspective where we had you know like like everyone we we were wondering how to handle the work from home situation we were wondering how to service our customers Uh, we did see a significant disruption in our business but obviously the nature of our business is such that you know the water never stops flowing and and we need to be we need to be doing our jobs at all times and so we had to along with our representatives our consulting engineer partners and the utilities of course um adapt quickly and I think we found our footing again probably in the summer of twenty twenty. We're still working from home, but doing it in a way where we could work collaboratively with, with the customers and, and, and figure out how we were gonna how we we're gonna solve for this. And it became a challenge. We're still working through that today, but um, you know, we, we've had great participation or partnerships with a lot of our um, uh, a lot of our representatives, a lot of our business partners and, and you know we I think there's been certainly a can-do attitude to get through this that, that we're seeing here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the areas, is, as Adam mentioned, you know, we're building water treatment plants every day and, and supplying the equipment for those plants. As part of that, these systems go through regular testing before they get shipped out into the field. And contractually, these tests have to be witnessed in some cases by the end user or their representative. So Xylem actually moved to, in, in several larger projects we did, to do actually virtual factory acceptance tests where we actually set up video cameras and tripods and iPhones and, and, and other devices to be able to allow the client to see what he or she normally would see in person on that checkout and, and to go ahead and work through that. And it was, it was received really, really well. I mean, they understood that we're here to continue them, their, their journey, right, and make sure that we can really meet them where they're at. And again, some people said, hey, we can't travel at all. Um, you know, we, we have some operations here in the United States, we also have some operations internationally, and certainly the international operations were really hard. And so these virtual FATs and, and those interactions, we found very, very important. We also worked on a, a lot of the shared platforms, and I'm sure you've talked to some of our other colleagues, but to be able to work electronically much more than we probably ever have with with sharing documents electronically rather than in packages, right? And 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 really, I think forced us to be more efficient to continue to drive in that direction, right? Out of necessity to keep the business moving forward, we we worked really really hard uh, with some shared platforms and such, so we could actually do virtual drawing review collaboratively, and and that really helped speed the process along right rather than I made a mark on a drawing I sent it to you an email you make a mark on a drawing send it back to me right we've done some online stuff that enabled us and again Xylem provided us the tools as, as leadership and our individual staff members to be able to facilitate that and I think I think the customers really appreciated that.
0: Sure and so on the treatment side what are you seeing from customers in terms of some of the challenges is it safety of personnel is it staffing is it aging workforce is it water quality issues and the you know the the connection with with COVID, is it climate change? I mean, what are these things that are rising to the yes. top? So the
1: answer to that is yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, COVID obviously has its unique challenges. And so, you know, but, but we live in a physical world when it comes to the treatment plans. So certainly the operators, many of them don't have the option to work from home, of course, and, and then, you know, social distancing and that sort of thing has been a challenge for them. And, you know, our job as a manufacturer is to be supportive and, and respectful of 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 their protocol. So like Ralph said, we had a lot of adaptations throughout the year, the past 18 months to, to make sure that we were getting them what they needed, but doing it in a way where everyone was as safe as possible. The other issues were there before COVID and will be there after. So, I mean, aging infrastructure, you know, you hear about this all the time right now, but of course it's very, very front of mind when it comes to treatment. Treatment as You know, Washington considers the infrastructure package, water treatment is rightfully within the conversation. And so, you know, we have been monitoring that for years because some of the plants we are dealing with are 20, 30, 40 years old and are in need of upgrades of equipment. Populations have changed. Climate change is obviously a factor. And so, you know, we, we have to be conscious of that. We also have to be conscious of the budgets that are, are you know, the taxpayer dollars that are supporting these infrastructure bill or, you know, the infrastructure changes and needs that are out there. So, you know, there, there is a ton to consider when it comes to that. But, you know, we look at the aging infrastructure and we look at the aging workforce, honestly, that goes along with that, where we are seeing you know, one of the changes that maybe the pandemic shone a brighter light on is you know, we are continuing to see people retire at a disproportionate rate. And, you know, the workforce issues that are everywhere right now certainly existed before in water treatment and have been exacerbated by this. But, you know, we we have a lot of people who are retiring out of the industry and not being backfilled by younger talent. And we really, you know, we really look at our technology as a way to help municipalities help our customers bridge that gap
0: great yeah i was going to ask about that what are the th- what kinds of things are we doing to help our customers in this spot where they're losing folks um... mm-hmm.
2: yeah a- absolutely and, and and you probably have heard again the, the phrase of the the digitalization of our business right and i know you've talked to some of our other staff members on that topic um but but really that that's it right is is like being able to put the tools in their hands digitally that they can monitor and control their systems. And, And again, because of cybersecurity and other challenges we're having in the marketplace right now in the water sector, we have to tread very carefully. And Zyland's working very, very hard to make sure that as we bring these digital solutions forward to enable their clients to do their job with less people in some cases, but do their job more efficiently in the digital aspect. That second thing that and sometimes it's the first thing, is we're also always evaluating how does that impact that individual client's security, what they prefer or not. So so we're doing what we call both cloud connected and non-cloud connected solutions. So maybe you'll have some of that functionality and it's called on-premises. Basically we work within the fence line and keep all their data and their information within the fence line for people who may be further along the curve and can trust the cloud a little bit more with the security measures that have been brought forward, they're moving to cloud-based things. But it's really the interconnecting the pieces. As Adam mentioned, we're dealing with an aging infrastructure of equipment, and usually today, when we go into a plant, we don't get the luxury of replacing everything at once. So one year we might do UV disinfection, the next year we might do filtration, the next year we might do clarification processes. But the bottom line is, in old school, not all of them talked well together, and what we're trying to do with the new technologies as we bring them forward is make sure that they're visible to one another. And there's some, you know, overused word probably, but there's some smart about them, right, that they understand that, hey, I'm going to turn on a process in front of you, but you need to turn on your lamps first. So, here, here's the go signal. Fifteen minutes before I really need you to go, just so that when it is your turn, you, you're you're ready to do that. So really, it's it's that that balancing of where the customer's at today and and where they need to be in in future state. The other thing too, and I think we spoke about this in in one of the previous podcasts we've done with you, is is just that the regulatory limits continue to get stricter, and and we're trying to adapt we're trying to help the customer meet those those challenges but with that adaptation and, and, and meeting those those challenges it requires more analytical it requires more more interconnection it requires better insight to what's actually happening in your plan so together again working with our clients trying to meet them where they're at but also trying to get them to the next step before the regulatory bodies show up and say, here's where you need to be, or, are you there, right? We really like to be ahead of the curve rather than, than chasing it long-term.
0: What about some examples of projects that you've been working on in the past couple of years that really have like spurred this sort of creative solution or some innovation to sort of bring all these pieces together that you're talking about?
2: I think the one area, and, it, and again goes back to the global water conditions, right, and water scarcity, which in certain regions of our country, and you've seen it, we continue the droughts continue, you know, we're seeing some water reuse applications come to reality, things that we've studied for years, we've demonstrated over and over and over again to different parties, different regulatory bodies, and different public entities to be quite honest, because you really need that public input. So there's there's several reuse projects going on in the state of California now that have been studied for many years that we finally get to put the shovel in the ground and actually build what we've talked about for probably the last 20 years, but I won't go down that path. But that's bringing together a bunch of separate technologies and building basically a belt suspenders a treatment approach to be able to address again the needs today, but also the future needs from a water supply standpoint, but also the needs today from chemical and contaminant removal to, to what the future regulations may bring. So again, it's a it's a multifaceted treatment approach. But at the end of the day, it's no one person in the treatment train can do it all, and we're piecing these pieces together. And again. As our tagline says, right? We're trying to solve water, and and it's it's about providing our customers with solutions, not just pieces of technology or pieces of equipment, right? We're really trying to help them solve the challenges that they're facing.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. In that that was the example I was going to go for too, which is uh, California and Texas, where areas where you've seen drought, where you've seen true water scarcity. You know, their hand is being forced by this water reuse as an option and so we we are we are driving to to meet that need and it is we're learning as we go but obviously we're 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 eager to be that solution provider because this this is a critical need california has very ambitious water reuse goals uh, for the next two decades and you know we we think we are providing technology uv ozone etc that that's going to help them meet that but you know we and to Ralph's point, we, we have seen a lot of stuff that was basically theoretical in the marketplace because it didn't need to be done. But with climate change, with, with, the, um, with the changing landscape of, of where water is available, it really is becoming a need. And so you know, you know, that, that's one example. The, the other one is the consciousness of power usage. And so what we're starting to see a lot more of is, is an awareness of how much that these plants are actually pulling off the power grid. And you know, previously when you would talk to operators, the permit, you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, ammonia, etc., was their their primary objective. But what we're seeing a lot more of is that awareness of all right, how much power is this plant actually using? And you know, one striking statistic is often many municipalities' largest single electrical expense is the blowers that power the aeration at the wastewater treatment plant. And if they can cut that by 25%, they're saving the taxpayer, they're saving you know, the carbon footprint. It's a, it's a huge benefit across the board. So a lot of our smart connected services are the predictive analytics that, that say, okay, you do not have to have these running 100%, 100% of the time. You need you can adjust them, adjust the blowers, even adjust the UV lamps to make sure that they are, you're getting the effluent quality you need, but not, not running up the power bill at the same time.
0: Well, that's really interesting. Is that what you guys have been kind of focused on at Weftech here? What have you guys been up to this year as compared to what maybe that looked like a couple of years ago?
2: No, I think that's a great question. So we've had the the privilege of of launching multiple products here this year at Weftech, right? A, a new clarification product to a, a point before, right? Looking at total resources it takes to build something, and and we believe we we're going to save the customer a lot in in cost of materials and, and construction cost of building these clarifier systems. We have also introduced an updated UV system, again, expansion of an existing product line, but bringing more functionality and some capabilities that weren't there. For instance, the digital apps, right, back to the digitization and being able to have that digital platform in the palm of an operator's hand so he or she can go take a look at something while they're standing next to a channel and saying, all. Oh, you know, I see lamp number four is out, let's go ahead and do troubleshooting and instead of having to go find the uh, O&M manual from the system, it's actually right there in their hand. They can pull it up and, and look at it. So I think it, that provides a lot. The other thing too, uh, to a point that Adam was making is just the the smart aspect of our, our controls, right? So we've been introducing some more, we call edge computing based technologies to do integration of our own systems and be able to provide that next level control, next level intuitiveness to, again, everybody in the water wastewater industry, they have one goal in mind, protecting public health. And, and historically that's been, you know, if seven was good enough, I'm gonna run it on 10 because I know that I'll never fail the permit on 10 and maybe I'll have a bad day on seven. With these new things, we give them the ability to run at seven we're giving them the insight that they need to know something's changing rapidly in my plant okay it is time to go turn it to 10. so that that digital aspect that digital edge computing which is is really again that connectiveness of the technologies i think again empowers those individuals to have the tools they need to again address their operational needs while at the same time as adam mentioned um, saving energy because it, at the end of the day water scarcity is one thing but some water scarcity is also about energy scarcity to treat right what do they say you can do anything with enough time energy and money <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're we're uh we're just trying to make it a little bit more practical to do
1: yeah, yeah absolutely and, and to your original question amanda so you know the weftech this year has been it, it's nice because you, know, you have an opportunity to talk you know the meat and potatoes with our traditional products but then to Ralph's point we're launching new products here, and we get a lot of good voice of the customer in terms of okay, what 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 is the state of the union out there? Mm-hmm. And with these new projects that you have coming up, what are your goals? And you can really you know with our you know, with the operators, with the municipalities, with the consulting engineers, you can really unpack you know what they're trying to get to, and these themes start to develop. Whether it's water scarcity, whether it's energy efficiency, whether it's crumbling infrastructure and, and, and the need to replace that. So we, we get an opportunity to really hear directly from the customers as to you know what their expectation is. And and then from time to time it's you know you, you do have to break down some walls because you are, you know, there, there are folks who've been in the industry 30 years and they're they're relatively set in their ways and you, you come to a new technology. There's always this skepticism that we face. We, we say there there is no FOMO in this industry. We we call it FIFA uh, or fear of first installations failing, <laughs> and that's something that that is across the board. We, we've always said no one ever wants to be serial number one. Nope. And so a lot of times we we have to do a lot of convincing and a lot of just showing people how these things are gonna work. And it's always an uphill battle until we start getting a few of them in the ground and then start to get some confidence built behind them because obviously these people have a lot of responsibility. They have a lot riding on their decisions. So it's our job to to make sure we're providing the quality product and then supporting it in a way where where they understand the value and the long-term value uh, of sticking with us.
0: I mean, that's a big thing that I've been focusing on this year is just our service capabilities. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean physically servicing product, although that's part of it. But it is our people and our expertise and our willingness to dig in and be our true partner with with our customers as we do bring them into this new New world of, of things they're not comfortable with of technologies or or what have processes so yeah I find that like really interesting that that's kind of running through every thread here so so last time I met with you guys I I didn't do this but now I ask all my guests on solving water a question at the end of, of the show
1: it's are there bonus hitting. points <laughs> <laughs>
0: hard hitting stuff here um so I'll ask you first Adam and that is What's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far?
1: Wow. Okay, it, it's probably something you assume, but it's never front of mind, which is the the absolute imperative of clean water and the need that that people, you know, it, it is it is an absolute basic human need, and the amount of work that goes into it, the complexity. That goes into that, and you know the people we work with, both in Xylem and, and our business partners. You know we live and breathe that every day. But the, you know, the one thing about water is it is different wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And and you know any water question, the the first part of the answer is well it depends, <laughs> and it depends on where you are, what you're trying to solve, what's in the water, what you're trying to achieve. And so it is a it is a complex business to fill a, a basic human need, and that that has that really you know my years in water that has really been the thing that is, you know it, it's it's a it's a job you know I I'm honored to be a part of the business just because you know it, it, it's a noble task to do that every day, but it is uh, I think from an outsider perspective, um, once you dig into it, you realize just how much goes into. what what we at xylem and what what our business partners do on a daily basis
0: excellent all right ralph you're up what's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far
2: well as you and i have talked about before after 30 years in in the business um probably one of the things that that i've learned is is to adam's comment it's it's always changing right and i and I have a phrase I've used on some other trainings that I've done is is I think in the industry, we do what I call chasing the zeros. And I really believe over the last 30 years, what we can detect, what we can analyze for, it, it's gotten more and more and more precise. And on one hand, that's a great thing because now I can tell you with certainty that it's there. But on the other hand, it, it, always changes the challenge because now, especially with some of these new constituents rate, right, for doxane, the PFOS compounds, everybody is constantly worried about, you know, is that in my water? And so you go look for it and sometimes you find it in your water. Well, now the public want it removed. And I'm, I am I'm totally with them on that, but they have to understand that we're now measuring to like 12 or 16 zeros from a decimal place so yes it's there but it's in parts per trillion (laughs) it's it's super super small but but again over the last 30 years and drinking water and wastewater is the same way that that chasing the zeros has been important i I guess the other thing i would say that learned along the way is this concept of one water is really becoming a reality um, because what we used to view as a wastewater, as a burden, right, to treat as a wastewater plant, we now are recognizing that that's, that's really an asset. A, there's some nutrients in there that we can remove out of that water and not put them back into the receiving body, but use them actually for fertilizer. And, and years past, that, that never would have been thought of, right? It was just like, treat it for as cheap as you can treat it and get it out the door. But the second part is, is, is what is my wastewater discharge is the next city's intake water. So the concept of they can't be sort of inwardly focused all the time. They have to think about not only how am I impacting my clients for the waters that I'm producing, but how am I impacting the next utility with with what they're going to have to do with water. But but again, as Adam said, it, it keeps it interesting every day. No, no two waters have ever been the same. And just when you think you've seen it all and 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 been exposed to anything that you possibly could run into somebody shows up and goes hey i have this like what do you think can you can you make it go away and so it's 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 a constantly evolving challenge
0: all right it was really great to see you guys again thank you so much for being here i hope you enjoy the rest of uh, of your time here at weftech and hopefully you'll come back again to do a pod with me
1: how about next year
2: instead? Yeah. Yeah, not, not two years this time. <laughs> okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Thank, thank you, thank you very happen. much for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Many thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you'll come back and join us for the next episode in the 2021 Weftech series. More information can be found at the link in today's show notes. And please contact me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or via LinkedIn with questions, feedback, or to be a guest on Solving Water.